Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day.
Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. That was disturbed with their rendition of Sounds of Silence with a military tribute going on there. And I know that's a hard one for a lot of people to watch, especially myself. But uh, we'll hold back the tears because it sounds like we're going back into the Middle East. You know, it took Donald Trump to get us out, and it took them taking Donald Trump out to get us back in. Just like that. Just like that. That's how it happens. You know, I was thinking about it when that song was playing, mm-hmm. of how many countless innocent lives have died in the name of politicians and their decisions, in the names of the 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 plundering of our tax dollars and uh, the name of central bankers, central planners of philanthropist organizations, global elite societies, United nations, oil. I don't like your religion or politics. So therefore I'm going to kill your people. I think it's time for humanity to have a, decentralized government, a decentralized financial system. Because, you know, this obviously is not working out. I mean, clearly, clearly this centralized banking and federal government stuff, it just doesn't, it's not working out really well. It's not going well for the people it's supposed to represent because it keeps on enslaving them. It keeps on pulling them under. It it, it keeps putting the boot on the neck and drowning the people within the wallowing of their own debt, their own misery of working eight to to four and nine to five and wasting their life away, doing things they don't want to do just to survive. We shouldn't have to do things we don't want to do just to survive. We should have to do things we want to do because we want to do them. We should survive and thrive. You know, you got to look at the world around you at some point in time. And you have to, you have to say, you know what? I'm not going to be beaten down anymore. I, I'm not going to take this bullshit anymore. I, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to make it a point. To say what needs to be said when it needs to be said. I'm going to make it a point to say no when it matters. And we are coming to a point right now in this country that war will be declared. At some point in the next year, war is going to be declared by Congress. If you don't believe me, think about this for a second. Congress just, with bipartisan support, Funded $14.1 billion for Israel and Ukraine. Okay? Or Israel. Yeah, for Israel. Solely. I thought it was Ukrainian funding in there too. But for Israel. Solely for Israel. Okay. Joe Biden has vowed to veto it. I'm like, wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. But Democrats and Republicans came together for this. Yep. Now, I have a problem with this. And it's not because of my thoughts of Israel. Firstly, Israel is a first world nation. They're a wealthy nation, okay? They provide our military with weapons, defense contracting services, 
Okay. They have a premier military in the world. Why the fuck do they need my tax dollars? Okay. I can tell you right now, there's no Israeli innocent civilians dying anymore. The Hamas and Palestinians aren't going into Israeli villages and plundering and killing their people. There's no invasion inside of their side of the fence. But every day, you know what we see is we see these horror stories that, oops, Israel bombed a hospital. Oops, Israel bombed a local neighborhood. Oops, Israel bombed, you know, too many damn oops is happening around here. And, and people are like, well, that's, that's Hamas propaganda. No, it's not. It, it, it literally is not Hamas propaganda. Like these there are casualties are actually, of war. There casualties are casualties of war, of war especially when people are concentrated with a large population in a very, very small area. And that's what yeah. we're seeing here. And then Israel will come back and say, well, they had a bomb manufacturing plant under that school. I don't care. Okay. If they want to go hunt down the terrorists, let them go hunt down the terrorists. Because guess what? The terrorists aren't in Gaza. The terrorists are all surrounded. The terrorists are, you know, I, I won't lie. It's funded and propagated by Iran. By the mullahs. It's funded and propagated by Yemen. Okay? By Hezbollah, which is much, much larger than Hamas. You want to do, you want to take the battle over there? You take the battle over there. Okay? But the fact that there's a cost of life here, that innocent people, men, women, and children are dying. Now, I get what you're saying is, well, every Palestinian is, is Hamas. Okay, well, let's let's think about the radical. And I want everybody out there who disagrees with me right now, okay? I want you to think about this very, very hard. Prior to 1947, there was zero radical Islamic fundamental terrorist organizations. In the 1950s, Iran was westernized. What happened? The United States happened, people. The CIA happened. The Mossad happened. They do this for power and control. That's what they do. You have the rise of the Mujahideen, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah, uh, ISIS, ISIL, ISIS. Doesn't matter. They were all funded. They were all given weapons and training by the West to rise up against another enemy that eventually turns on us. And you got to ask yourself, look, I, I get it. These radical Islamic terrorists, they are ruthless, they are butchers, and they would kill you in a heartbeat if you stepped foot in their area. They would. They absolutely would. But do you know why? Do you know why, Vince? Not specifically, but generally. Why? Because for the last... 40 years, it's been nothing but terror, bloodshed, murder, bombs, American occupation, Western occupation of their countries. We've literally, through U.S. foreign policy, through two Bushes, a Clinton, through an, a, two, a, two terms of Obama, went in there and absolutely raped and plundered their whole countries. Every point of stabilization they had, we would go in there and allow some radical terrorist organization to tear it down because we are the ones that originally funded them. And we would go in there and try to help them out and we would lose people. They don't like us. They don't like us because we are the ones that brought war to them. And we can go, oh, well, you know, Israel and Palestine, it's different. No, it's not. It's not different people. 
You have to understand that the 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 Zionists. I don't even want to call them Zionists because it's not even the right word. Zionist is like a late nineteenth century movement to return to the home state of Israel as a political movement. This is what led to the Belford Declaration. But you know what they are? It's the Khazarian Mafia. Okay, that's that's really what it is. It's the old. The old Philistines, okay? The, it, it, oh, what, the Jews are? Yeah. Oh, boy, absolutely they are. The people that lead them, the bankers, the Rothschilds, mm-hmm. these types of people, these are fake Jews, okay? These are the Khazarians. These are the money brokers. These are the money magicians. These are the ones that have ruled over kingdoms for a very, very long time. They don't give a shit about Palestinians or Israelis. They don't. They don't care. All they care about is mm-hmm. power and control. And that's what they're going to continue to do is destabilize yeah. to control, destabilize the, to reign. You know, when you try to take a kind of a fence position and look at all sides of the issue, like we often try to do here in order to figure out the closest thing to the truth we can, you find interesting things. And I'm, making a connection here i heard on a twitter space somebody kind of go into and get absolutely criticized and yelled at for it but i thought it was a pretty decent point and it was that look at what's going on now with the dynamic of this war people picking sides pro-israel pro-palestine you name it right very much pro-war and all this on both sides a lot of people remember when Russia invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there an attack from Ukraine on Russia? Mm-hmm. And then Russia invaded Retaliated. Ukraine. Yeah. Same thing. Totally different reaction on the scale of um, news coverage and people's mentality on it. Because it's and a it makes... psyop, Vince. Exactly. They, guys, I have this deep feeling. They are preparing. They are setting. They they aren't playing the game. They are setting the fucking stage. And, and God bless the the lady who just probably posted in my Twitter comment. I said, uh, "Man, that was one hell of a red October." And she goes, "Yeah, I'm glad it's over." I'm like, "It just started. <laughs> it just started." Okay, they are setting the stage. We haven't even began to see what's happening now and we're seeing it from both sides and, and there's there's some good news wrapped in all of this okay but I, i'm gonna start with something i posted earlier today now okay well we'll start with this one actually because this is this is a great meme i saw this today and i wanted to share it because if the invasion is here why is our military here hmm hmm yeah the invasion's at our border but our military's across the pond why can't we get $14.1 billion of funding from a Republican-controlled Congress to do the same thing at the border? Because they don't give a shit, guys. They don't care about the border. They're pro- what they are doing now is to destroy the United States of America. That is their point. Now... A few things. We had the former army sergeant. He was a small mm-hmm. arms instructor at the in the military. I believe he was also a, a, a small arms instructor in his personal life. This guy goes on a rampage in Maine, says that he was hearing voices in his head, 
And then everybody he shot was apparently talking to him, calling him a pedophile in his head. He was on the list. I mean, FBI had him on the radar again. FBI radar again. Okay. And he ends up offering himself. Two days later, you have this young 20-year-old kid who's a Call of Duty fan. We've heard about Call of Duty before, how Call of Duty is making the Manchurian candidates. We These kids get on there. They get on these Discord channels. These Discord channels are where this yeah. manipulation is going, where yeah. it's happening from. We saw that the Buffalo, New York shooter, and we saw that with the Texas shooter. They were both on the same Discord channel. This kid, dressed in full body armor, Brand new, spanking, brand new uh, high-capacity magazine AR-15. Guess what? You can't buy those high-capacity AR-15 magazines in Colorado. They're outlawed. So where did he get them? Huh, I wonder. Brand new AR-15. His mom works at the Dollar Tree. How did he afford a $800 to $1,200 AR-15? He had a brand new semi-auto pistol. That's another $400 on top of that. Okay. Body arm alone is $400. <clears throat> this kid wasn't doing much for work, but right. he goes to Glenwood Springs to a, an amusement park, cavern amusement park, ends up going into the woman's bathroom and offing himself with a single gunshot wound to the head and writes on the stall wall that he killed himself in saying what? I just wanted to get to the caves or something like that. He says, I'm not a killer. I just wanted to get to the caves. Does that sound like someone who has premeditated AR-15 semi-auto pistol, full, bo- sounds full, full body armor? Strange. It sounds like someone who got there and came out of their trance and was like, what the hell is going on? I'm, uh, what is it? Oh, no. And then the voices start kicking in again. He can't control it. And so he shoots himself. MK Ultra. How many deaths have we had at Fort Hood? which many of us believe is the MK Ultra hub and center point in the United States. We've had well over 200 missing people in deaths at Fort Hood in two years. There's a problem. Fort Bragg is in shambles. Okay. Vince, do you remember 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate stolen in May? Yeah. I was just... I've been doing research on this. Yeah. Trying 60, to figure out 000, what the hell happened. 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate stolen from a rail train that was moving between Montana, Wyoming and California. Nobody knows where it went. Haven't heard any updates on it. Just disappeared. The ammonium nitrate used in the Oklahoma City bombing was about one-tenth that amount. And it destroyed a whole block, essentially. Right. Do you remember that that blast that looked like a nuclear blast that came from the port um, in the Middle Beirut. East? I, I think it was in Yemen. Beirut. 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 Remember that? That was, that was, a, that was about 100,000 pounds of ammonium. Oh, yeah. That was the big story. I remember covering it with you. Yep. That was about 100,000 pounds. So this would do something very similar to that, a tactical nuke. Okay? Oh, so... Yeah. Yesterday we talked about. Oh, we didn't actually talk oh. about. It. I think I get it. I didn't get it in the news feed. Are we? Are we digressing, or are we kind of staying on this? Um, oh, we're staying. Topic. On this. I put this. I put a link in the chat. I and got the somebody, link up. Okay, great. I got the link. We'll we'll cover it in a second. Okay. I um, think it might be might be pertinent. Anyway. Okay. I'll, I'll go ahead. So 
we've been hearing rumors, FBI is on high alert, terrorist groups, all this stuff. People are on edge because of everything that's happening. Um, the threat level has definitely increased. There's massive amounts of military aircraft, more than normal, about seven yeah. times more than normal movements in the air. Okay. Yes, I saw a comparison somebody posted of air traffic, military air traffic one year from today compared to today. And it's right. multiple times more. Uh... Right. Now, did you hear about the 400 bulletproof vests that were stolen from the police station? Recently, I don't think so. Listen to this. There, there's three wow. stories that nobody's talking about. And I validated everything this guy says here. Check this out. So, so have y'all seen what's going on this morning? Check this story out. Gregory General Contracting Company reported the thefts of 640 pounds of dynamite and 400 blasting caps. 640 pounds of explosives, 400 blasting caps. But wait, there's more. There's a cash reward this morning up for grabs after someone stole 400 guns from a Memphis UPS facility. 400 guns stolen from a UPS in Memphis, Tennessee. Huh, there's more. About 400 bulletproof vests, which were donated to be sent to Ukraine, have been stolen. 400 bulletproof vests stolen. Now, it's 640 pounds of explosives with 400 blasting caps. That's 400 guns, 400 bulletproof vests. Now, I don't understand, you know, I don't know the deal with the 400 yet, but obviously there's a group of 400 people somewhere. <clears throat> now, the ones, the bulletproof vests that were stolen from a Ukrainian congressional building in Manhattan. I have a question on that. Why in the hell does Ukraine have a congressional building in Manhattan? And why do we have other governments with congressional buildings functioning in the United States of America? This is the United States of America. The only government that should be functioning inside the United States of America is the United States of America. That's it. That makes no sense to me. But with that said, y'all keep your head on a swivel. Something is going on. Something nefarious is happening. And I have a feeling soon we're going to find out what it is. But that's just my opinion on it. Y'all let me know what you think about it in the comments. 640 pounds of explosives, dynamite with 400 blasting caps, 400 guns, and 400 vests, all stolen within around the same time period in various geographical locations. Add 60,000 60, pounds of ammonium nitrate to that list. Go back to last, or sorry, September when Todd Benzman, the former yeah. intelligence special for Customs and Border Patrol in Texas testified in front of the Congress about the vulnerabilities and terrorists coming over the border, where he talked about Unit 910, a Hezbollah terrorist organization, well over the number of a thousand in the United States already within our cities. Yes. Remember, we talked about social destabilization all the time. Oh, yeah. Why it's so important for their agenda. Well, how do you bring that about? What did I say would happen? You have one mass shooter who knows how to shoot, who's trained soldier in Maine, evaded capture, and ended up killing himself. Okay. Injured like 20, 30, 20, 30 people, killed like 16. Okay. That's one man. Imagine two men working together. Now three. Now four. Now 10. Now a hundred. 
a hundred men working together as a unit, 20 units, five men in one big city. And there's probably thousands. And Vince, I said there's definitely thousands in our country. Thousands. I said, said, what could five men do? You said yesterday they can take over a country. What's a city? A small country. What's a state? It's a small country. I'm telling you guys, buckle up and get ready. Arm yourself to the fucking teeth. Better safe than sorry. And things are looking, the future is looking more and more sorry as the time ticks. I'll be honest with you. So seriously. If, if you're in a hunting, if you're in a hunting state, make sure you're taking your hunting rifle out with you. And I mean, your AR-15. And that's sitting in the back seat of your truck or your car. And if it has to stay unlocked, uh, unlocked and unloaded, let it stay locked and unloaded. Yeah, I mean, whatever the laws are, do that. But follow the definitely laws. Exercise your rights. But I carry my my AR-15 is in a locked case, right under my back seat. Okay, why? Because something's coming. Yeah, and I don't want to be swivel, caught. And if something yeah. happens, you're not going to be a victim of something stupid. So, let's. Uh, this one just came in. This is uh, the the link Vince was sharing. Let's play this real quick. Yeah, so we're actually in Arlington, Texas, home of the Texas Rangers who won last night, who won the World Series last night. Oddly enough, I just got an email from the school district saying that they're canceling school tomorrow, Friday, 11-3, for the emergency personnel to block off roadways because they're expecting like 500,000 people to attend this parade. Now, for those of you who like have been keeping up with this um, event that's supposed to kick off, kick everything off. I remember reading something about a year ago that this event is planned to kick off in Dallas. I'm wondering if that parade is the event that's supposed to kick this off, this false flag event. Y'all, like the Rangers winning, now I'm like, I'm piecing this together. The Rangers winning. That was planned. That is how you know the White Hats are in control. Everything's lining up the way we've been told. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I'll stop her there because... um, I don't. I don't understand, I don't understand how she's there. talking about a false flag and then the but, Rangers. Win. Yeah, it's like I don't understand how that means that good people are in control. To me, this all sounds like it would be a prime target for a terrorist attack, and this is why you won't find me at any large parades tomorrow. Right now, as Patriots being in control, um, it's my honest, educated, and intellectual opinion that nobody is in control. That the hmm. the the big players are all battling it out, and this is their battlefield. They're fighting for control, <laughs> right? This really is an information war that is going into a kinetic war. Okay, and they're fighting for control. Nobody's in control. Okay, patriots aren't in control. Well, are, are is there good things happening? Yeah, we're gonna, we're going to talk about some of that. Okay, we're going to talk about good things that are actually happening. That like shit. Okay, that's a win for the good guys. But you get a win for the good guys, you get a win for the bad guys. When you're seeing the win for the bad guys, you sit there and go, well, how can paper? Oh, they, 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 we, we, we allowed that to happen. No, that's not how it works, people. This, this is real life. This is reality, okay? 
I, I don't believe for one moment that the military is running, you know, um, is, is in under full control of Donald Trump and is running the show. I'm sorry. Our military is not that smart. They're order takers. Okay. Now, is there parts of our military that are loyal to Donald Trump and, and probably working? Oh, yeah. I think that absolutely there are. And I've talked about that. General Major General Raisin Dan Kane. I've talked about that. Charlie Flynn. Okay. I've talked about that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about is I believe that there's going to be terrorist attacks here in the United States of America. And they are coming. Israel just had what they call their 9-11. Hey, maybe maybe the CIA is what the one that ran that on, on Israel. I don't know. Maybe revenge maybe. for September 11th for when the Mossad did it to us. But that was not enough to instigate. Because you know what? The United States is calling for the ceasefire. Israel wants all-out war. They want to go into Iran. Now, how, what is this really about? Israel needs a reason oh. to bomb the living shit out of Iran because Iran is literally days away from announcing that they have a nuclear bomb. Israel knows they already have it, but they've been stopped by the international community from doing anything about it. Now, Iran has the cojones, the balls, to actually use it on Israel. So Iran wants to go in there and wipe them out. You now, mean Israel? Sure. Yeah, right. No, Iran wants to go wipe Israel out. Hmm. And Israel wants to wipe Iran out. The United Before States Iran and Russia. Can wipe them out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Iran, Russia, and China are probably the only ones stopping either one of them from Iran. doing what they're doing. Okay? Yeah. Now, with that being said, the only way Israel is going to have the backing is if that they have full military backing from the United States of America, which is the most powerful military on the planet, okay? Now, the only way that they get that is for a false flag event to happen to the United States military, either in the Persian Gulf, in the Mediterranean, in Israel, or here in the United States of America. We've seen massive rising protests throughout the streets of the United States. We've seen occupation of even the House of Congress going in there just like the insurrectionists did, okay? That is eventually going to turn sour. And I think what it's going to be is it's going to be one of these types of events, one of these sleeper cells get initiated, they go out, they start doing some damage, and people are going to go ape shit. And then everybody's going to want war with Iran because of what they just did, another September 11th. Everyone's then, going to be calling for it. That's right. Everybody's going to be calling for it because of, oh my God, it, uh, uh, Hezbollah is here in the United States. We, we need to don't. go overseas and kill them. That's yeah, what or, it's going to be. What? Oh, you're pro-terrorist? You don't want to go end this? Oh, you want to let the terrorists win? I'm sick mm -hmm. of it, dude. I'm well, sick that's, of it. That's the scenario that we're, we're faced with right now. Yeah. And that's most likely going to happen. And then after that, Congress will come out and be like, oh, it's so tragic. We're, we're going to declare war because we, we found out that yeah, they were all Saudis, but Afghanistan did it. And they're going to come out there and say, yeah, they were all Hezbollah, but Iran did it. Yeah, they're going to find passports. And this app <laughs> is after they already that's started kidding. bombing Iran. Right. Okay? And that's yeah. going to lead into a great conflict. And that's going to produce more of these sleeper cells to be initiated in the United States of America, which yeah. then would, could even prompt – you ready for this one? Which, if we have – Various terrorist cells and sleeper cells in the United States of America that are being activated, that's going to prompt martial law. Yeah. Martial law is going to prompt 
direct disconnect and control over the internet and all communication networks. Mm -hmm. And all U.S. production. You work for a production company? Well, have fun making war stuff. Transportation, travel, food supplies, energy. And you will be locked down just like COVID. But this time, nobody's sick. But there's sick people out there. And they could do it in one fell swoop. And you know what it does? You know what it does? It resets the power of control back in their hands. Because now Twitter's down. True Social's down. The Daily Dose is down. Now they can scrub the internet of everybody they don't want there. And they slowly bring it back up. And the only news that you have is the news giving you information of what's happening in your neighborhood and how safe your government is keeping you. Now, I hope, I pray, I'm fucking wrong on this. Okay? Well, not yeah, want to. Me too. Another benefit if they did that is it shuts down the elections like Roxy just said in the chat. Well, that's, that's the next part right. I was getting into is it shuts down the elections. Now, why is that important? Donald Trump is facing uh, multiple 14th Amendment trials in various states. Colorado was underway as of yesterday. Not looking good for the Democrats. The first thing that they did, and it was funny because I was talking to Trentus Evans yesterday before this article on the Gateway Pundit came out. So who's, day who's two, Trentus Evans? Trentus Evans is a January sixer. Uh, who's been bludgeoned by the uh, the January 6th courts. He's uh, one oh. of the biggest fundraisers out there for all the J6ers, condemnedusa.com. Uh, oh. Been on the show before. So okay. day two of the absurd ago? trial. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, he was on, he was on months, about a year ago. Oh. Um, the absurd trial to remove President Trump from the 2024 ballot in Colorado. Um, so they had uh, Swalwell on the seat yesterday, and he got absolutely ripped up. During the trial on Tuesday, the petitioner's attorney in the case called Professor William Banks from Syracuse University to testify about the authorities the president has over the National Guard regarding the U.S. Capitol. A segment of that testimony, excoriating President Trump for not deploying the Guard, can be heard on this video that I'm not going to play for you. But listen closely to what happens here. Uh, petitioner's attorney asked Professor Banks, I wanted to start with one of the findings on January 6th committee that I think you referenced in your report. And this is from page 577 of the January 6th report. We got it highlighted here. It says President Trump could have called top officials of the DOJ, the DHS, the DOD and the FBI, the Capitol Police Department or the D.C. Mayor's Office to ensure that the quelled the violence. Was that one of the findings of the January 6th report that uh, that you reviewed? He says it was. He goes, what is your view of that finding and why? He goes, I think the finding is correct. The president had plenty of authority to respond to the January 6th attack, including of all by reference to the departments in, uh, included in that sentence that you just reviewed. In addition to that, as many here know, it's also the commander of the D.C. National Guard. Uh, he's also the commander of the D.C. National Guard. They had a very potentially important role. Uh, so. What they're trying to do is put the blame that the response was up to Donald Trump. Now, yes, he's the commander of the D.C. National Guard during a time of national emergency or declaration. Now, what we do know is that Charlie Flynn, General Charlie Flynn, was in control of um, the uh, military during that time in Washington, D.C., and had them stand down for at least two hours after this fact that Nancy Pelosi, Mayor Bowser, all said they did not need additional people. They Trump even called them when it was happening. He called, said, do you guys need help? They said, nope, we don't need help. 
Okay. So what they're trying to do is pin this on Donald Trump, but what the accusations don't match the facts. Now, yesterday, the Democrats judge opened up with uh, Donald Trump's speech at the ellipse, where he says, we must fight. We must go out there and fight and we must stand up. Right. And then it was followed by Trennis's Evans speech. Now, the problem is, yeah. is that the, the Democrat lawyer, when he mm-hmm. used the evidence, yeah. stated the time two hours actually before Trennis actually gave the speech, which would have put it at the same time as Donald Trump's speech. But it was actually two hours later. And so that evidence is irre- it's the word means false. that it cannot be entered because it's false. Yeah. Basically, the evidence was bullshit. So this actually is falling apart on the Democrats in Colorado. And I don't even think the judge realized the judge realizes she can't do anything with this. This is circumstantial at best. But the Minnesota Supreme Court basically just gave all the jurisprudence to the Colorado judge. Because listen to this. Minnesota Supreme Court Chief Justice addressed the leftist lawyer working to keep Trump off the 2024 ballot. On Thursday, they held a hearing on whether Trump can be blocked from the 2024 ballot. Eight Minnesota voters filed a lawsuit citing the 14th Amendment to keep Trump off the ballot. The leftist lawyer appeared before the Minnesota Supreme Court on Thursday to argue the state has the authority to block Trump from the 2024 ballot. The legal theories are based on Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment, which states public officials have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the U.S. may be disqualified from public office. As a note, Trump has not been charged with engaging in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. Five Minnesota justices, four of whom are Democrats, appeared skeptical that the states can decide whether Trump can appear on the 2024 ballot. Two of the justices recused themselves from the case wholly. Okay. Chief Justice Natalie Hudson sharply criticized the leftist lawyer's argument and said, this is a national matter for Congress to decide, not for a state. She, uh, she said, show, should we do it even if we could do it or we can do it? She also argued that if the states had the power to block a person from the ballot, it would create absolute chaos. So this judge came out there and sharply criticized this lawyer and says, you can't do this. There's he didn't do anything. And so now, since she's set in the playing field, that Colorado judge could utilize that as like, look, this is out of my jurisdiction. A state doesn't have this authority. Only Congress can have that authority. And she's absolutely right. They are absolutely right. Now, they can't remove, even if Donald Trump is a convicted felon, doesn't matter. He can still be on the ballot. Now, if he's an insurrectionist, if he's charged with insurrection, that's different. Is that going to happen? No. Not going to happen. Very unlikely. Just because you can doesn't mean you can. So there's good things that happen, right? Like Donald Trump is going to win these cases, most likely. Now, here's an interesting thing that happened. The yeah. Commandant of the Marine Corps. Yeah. Okay. So this wasn't mainstream news, but uh, the top Marine leader is in stable condition after hospitalization this Sunday, the Marine Corps said. The Marine Corps Commandant General Eric Smith was hospitalized Sunday evening following uh, a medical emergency. Commandant in the hospital uh, and uh, the Commandant's in the hospital right now. No Senate confirmed assistant Commandant 
Uh, and Marine leader at the Marine Corps headquarters, uh, Lieutenant General Karsten Hackle, uh, will perform the commandant's duties. So the New York Times and U.S. Naval Institute reported that Smith, General Smith, hmm. experienced a heart attack. And he's pretty young. He's only like 61. God. I mean, the health of these guys is generally pretty good. Am I right or am I right? Well, you know, yeah, Marine Corps General's health is actually really good. He's in really good shape. Um, but, you know, it just rings the vibes of everything that we else have been seeing. Matthew Perry is not the only actor that die unexpectedly this year. Tyler Christopher, that's the ex-husband of Eva Longoria. Uh, cardiac event, Filipino active, Joey Paris, 45. Uh, died of undisclosed illness. Uh, we have model Tabby Brown. Um, she died of cardiac arrest. 53-year-old Keith Jefferson uh, played the Django Unchained. Uh, um, oh, close yeah. friend of Jamie Foxx died uh, of cancer, rapid cancer, just suddenly. Egyptian actor uh, Ahmed Asami Ali died, cardiac arrest. 50, uh, 50-year-old actor Amo Kathleen yes. Height. Fitness model, swimsuit model and actress died falling to the ground and hitting their head after a stroke or seizure. Oh, sorry. So it was a blood clot. 56-year-old Mar uh, actor Mark Gilpin died July 28th. He was diagnosed with a glioblastoma, which is an inoperable tumor and one of the rarest that you can get. And it just all of a sudden happened. 44-year-old Shanka Dureka, actress who played in the, the new film Elvis, found dead, uh, found dead due to arthioscholastic cardiovascular disease. Oh, interesting. Uh, we have uh, Rudis Port from South, or sorry, uh, Bradley Oliver died, uh, heart attack. You also have uh, quite a few more actors that have died as well. They're all over the place. Dude, what are the chances? So, so one of my neighbors, it's a really unfortunate. Uh, she's been keeping me up to date on one of her family members that has one of these extremely, extremely rare turbo cancers doubled in size in a week type situation right by the lymph nodes oh yeah super rare so rare that they said hey we want to study this we need to take it she's told me she was explaining how rare this thing is by the way uh he may be fine they took it out and uh things might be okay but we're well, no you know what anyway. you need to do for your buddy for your neighbor i already told her she does not interested get him some mushrooms that she won't. She does. She's. You, totally... you know what? And, and right there is the fucking problem with people. I brought it up. This. That's the first thing I told. I, it's the first yeah. thing I said. She literally We're not about interested. Two days after we talked to um, Chris, she told me this. And I said, oh, my gosh. Well, guess what? Check this out. And she's like, no, we already have it all worked out. We're working with the best doctors that our insurance company like, said we could work with. You want to do everything you can, don't you? They're giving us radiation not, and I'm pain not gonna, killers. Okay. She's a wonderful lady, by the way, a great friend of mine, and and I, and I, I you know, but I, that's you're right. That's the mindset, and it drives me nuts. But that you can is only the do mindset. so much. You can only walk a horse to water, man. They they are completely, completely manipulated and entranced by the current medical conspiracy man but how lucky am i that this rare cancer pops up not on me but just around me even if it's so rare how come we're all hearing examples of it in our own lives mm -hmm. i guess it's not that rare it's not people these rare cancers are coming up because of this damn bioweapon that's right it's coming up because of the bioweapon and then and you know what the bioweapon did the bioweapon just produced a state of immunocompromisation 
Yeah, AIDS. It's everything else in the environment that's producing that other stuff that our bodies was fighting off right. long before the immunocompromise. Okay. Democrat judge in Connecticut has overturned the results of the mayoral primary, elect, primary election in Bridgeport and has ordered a new election to be held after bombshell video evidence of election fraud was found. The volume of ballots so mishandled is such that it calls for the result of the primary election into serious doubt and leaves the court unable to determine the legitimate result of the primary, according to Judge Clark, who wrote this ruling, adding that the videos are shocking to the court and should be shocking to all parties. Judges across the country now have a case to go off of when ruling with future mail-in ballot fraud cases. Woohoo! And what and were they doing? I, they were dropping off ballots. They were paying they were, for ballots, paying for votes. They were, they were ballot stuffing or whatever the heck it's called. I wish we had evidence of the 2020 election fraud. I know. Like, I wish we had evidence of like vans at two o'clock in the morning dropping off boxes of ballots or like suitcases being placed under tables with boxes of ballots being scanned multiple different times. Like, that would have been great to have locked people being intimidated from going to polling places. Yeah, I mean, come on. You know, tractor trailers of ballots coming from New Jersey, the Pennsylvania and breaking down in New York or or boxes of ballots being mailed from a printing center in Arizona to Georgia. Or individuals receiving multiple ballots to their name mailed mailed in and mailed out. Just crazy. I I just wish we had some evidence of it. I know. Fuck. So I want to touch on the military aid to Israel. Does anybody know where Lichtenstein is? Lichtenstein, no. Lichtenstein. Sounds made up. Sounds Sounds like something you'd see in a Heath Ledger movie. Is this a Mandela effect? (laughs) No, Lichtenstein actually does exist. Okay, where is it? It's the smallest country in Europe that is basically inside of Switzerland. Ah, I was going to guess around there too. Okay, Some, Some billionaire bought a whole bunch of land a long time ago, declared himself king, and called it Lichtenstein. And they don't pay any taxes. And billionaires all throughout Switzerland live in Liechtenstein. Oh, wow. So I said, imagine if France went to war with Liechtenstein and the U.S. just gave them $14 billion to annihilate them. Oh, okay. That's basically the example that you can use with Israel and, and, and Gaza. Okay. It's a really good example. It's because similar, for sure. It is. $14 billion for what? Is there still a threat to the Israeli people right now in their homes? Or do they have stuff locked down? Do they have well, it all under control? Aside from threats, there's no active attacks. Hmm. That I know of. Oh, this this one's good. Is According it? to the search warrant against New York Mayor Eric Adams' campaign fundraise, fundraiser team, federal prosecutors are actually investigating whether Adams' campaign conspired with the Turkish government to receive illegal donations. This would certainly not be the first time Democrats had had funds laundered to their campaigns from foreign countries. In fact, a suspicious amount of ActBlue donations are tied to Chinese sources. Uh, And I don't know if people saw, um, what is it, OMG Media, uh, O'Keefe Media Group. They've been following all these top donors in ActBlue. Oh, and going and, to these people's houses. Yes, and the counterpart or the opposite of Act Blue, it's the uh, the red version. They're finding corruption there too now. Oh, in uh, Win Red or whatever it is. Win Red, yes. They just broke that. They just broke that, and I'm like, yes, this is 
terrible. But yeah, we, it, the corruption like we said, guys, exposed. it's not just Democrats. Check this out. This is uh, James O'Keefe. Did you donate 8,000 times? Even if it worked for you, why is that an issue? Well, it doesn't seem possible that you donated that many times. You're right, you're right. It doesn't, so that's actually disturbing. We're investigative reporters. We're just trying to figure out there's some fraud happening. You're, this is your name on the FEC website. I can't imagine that I did that. that that's like impossible. That's impossible. It's impossible. My name is James O'Keefe. Have you heard of that before? Yes, I have. You've heard of James O'Keefe? Yes, right. <laughs> James O'Keefe. Come in. I want to come in. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'd come in, yeah. There's this data that we looked at from this man in Wisconsin who compiled all the FEC data, and your name in New Jersey was the top one. You remember our Act Blue story from March about tons of mysterious cash being funneled into Democratic campaigns by unwitting donors? Well, we just learned that the Republican counterpart to Act Blue, Win Red, is apparently in on it too. Data we obtained from the Federal Election Commission seems to suggest that countless unwitting campaign donors are giving huge amounts of money to various candidates, but they're doing it in thousands of small transactions spread throughout the year. But what exactly are they hiding? We decided to pay a visit to the most active political donor in the state of New Jersey, according to Federal Election Commission data, to try to figure out what's going on. This retired education administrator told me she gives a few bucks here and there to win red a couple of times a month. There's this data that we looked at from this man in Wisconsin who compiled all the FEC data, and your name in New Jersey was the top one. Listen to this. The FEC says Alexandra Gina gave $75,000 last year, donating a total of 10,355 times. They say in 2021 she gave 61000 to candidates in 5,700 separate donations. So far this year, the FEC says Gina has given $16,798 in 2,486 separate donations. What does the FEC say she's donated in the past three years? Just over $154,000. But Gina denies this. How many times do you think you've donated? Is it 100 times? Is it 20 times? Is it just order of magnitude? Did you donate 30 times in two days? I don't, I don't know. I don't think okay. so. It gets weirder. On May 21st of this year, FEC data seemed to indicate that Ms. Gina apparently gave three separate Republican causes a donation of five cents apiece. Those are small. In terms of the number of donations, yes, they are separate, but they're part of one solicitation. Mm -hmm. We reached out to a number of people and didn't get many answers. We tried WinRed, we tried the head of WinRed, we tried the FEC in Washington, but neither would explain these discrepancies or where the money is actually coming from. In fact, no one really wanted to talk about it at all. It sounds like WinRed and ActBlue are attributing thousands of dollars in contributions to unwitting donors and funneling them to political campaigns in multiple micro-donations spread throughout the year. Alexandra Gina, who seems to be a victim of the scheme, calls this mind-boggling. But it is disturbing because it's, it's mind-boggling that it should be that much. Maybe that's why they call it dark money. Winred and ActBlue are both political action committees, and they raise money for candidates in their respective parties through online donations. They're now the biggest sources of funding for any campaign by far, processing most of the contributions from individual donors in each election cycle. The FEC does place limits on the amount an individual can donate to a campaign. It's 5000 a year for a single candidate. But there are no limits to what a person can donate to so-called 
super packs. A super pack acts just like a regular pack, but it operates completely independently from the campaign. They can raise unlimited cash, but they can't coordinate with the campaign or candidate. So is that what's happening? Or is it something more sinister? A way to inject foreign dollars into our elections without anybody noticing? Well, with the help of Peter Bernager in Wisconsin, that citizen journalist who led us on the trail of Act Blue, we noticed. There's some dark things happening in this country. We don't know what's going on. So we're... All right. It's all a scam, guys. You're not... You're not provide. You're not funding these candidates. They're being funded by private money, dark money, who's used a lot utilizing fraud tactics illegally to fund Republicans and Democrats. And, and and look, if you think it's just rhinos, you're not paying attention. It's all of them, all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's true. That's why they're not investigating it. That's why they're not speaking on it. That's why when this came out last May with James O'Keefe, you yeah. didn't see any Republicans standing up and saying, we need to look into this. We, we need investigations. That's why you didn't see the FBI investigating it. That's why Trump was never mentioning it. Now, should we put yeah. a cap on it? What does that mean? Yeah. Should you put a, a cap on the amount of money that an individual can donate? Yes. You need to eradicate super PACs altogether, period, done. What you do is you establish a window six months prior to a primary of which a candidate can raise money up till the day of the campaign, okay? The only people that a candidate can receive money from are are the constituents in the district they're running, period. And case that yeah. amount of money is limited to a hundred dollars per constituent total. What do I mean by that? If there's five candidates, Republican side, five candidates, Democrat side, both running for primaries, that's 10 candidates. If there's a million people in that district and there's a hundred dollar limit, that's a hundred million dollars that can be distributed through 10 people. That's it. That number should never exceed a hundred million dollars. Period. See how easy that is? Like you could easily partition that up. And now where it really makes sense is when you have like Minnesota District 6 and the population is maybe uh, 215,000 people. Okay, each person can donate a hundred bucks. That's 20 million dollars. You got two candidates that are going to go, a Republican and a Democrat. Okay, for each election it's really easy to tell who's going to win the election because the constituents if you have an average turnout of 83 percent in this district between republicans and democrats and 83 percent of the ones are going to vote you think the other 17 percent that don't vote are going to donate 100 bucks no not going to happen so you can estimate that okay well if we know that it's 20 million dollars between these two candidates we take 83 percent of that number and the amount of total campaign contributions between those two candidates should be somewhere around that amount of money oh wow look it is and when you see that one republican got the majority of that money 15 million to the 5 million of the democrat but the democrat wins the election the math don't add on. So it means that it's a system of checks and balances as well for the election. 
I mean, it's fucking genius. I know. I don't know why that's so controversial. Well, I do know why. Actually. Nobody's ever. No, that's my idea. Nobody's ever. Come, yeah, nobody's ever no, brought I mean, it up before. Beach me. There have been similar ideas out there. It's a great idea, but I mean, it's shot down. This they don't down so want far. it. Yeah. That's why. It's like when we had Paul, a uh, Congressman Gozar on the show. And I, yeah. I love Congressman Gozar. So do I. And Jay says, well, what do you, th or it was either you or Jay, and you said, well, what do you think about term limits? He goes, eh. was, I don't, might have been, I don't, yeah. He didn't want to talk about that. No, he's like, eh. Yeah. He goes, well, maybe like 12 years. No, dude. Eight yeah. years, done. You're gone. Six years, you're done. You're in two years, three, three terms. Get out. Guys, we're being played by these people. Understand that. All of them. And, and they Except might say, I'm a patriot and I love the United States and I'm here for you. America first. I'm going to help you and we're going to bring America back because that's my job as a congressman or senator. Okay? They don't give a shit. Marjorie Taylor Greene. How much money has she made since she has been a congresswoman? I'm not sure a lot. Net worth over $7 million now. I heard she made like 780000 last year with a $100,000 salary. AOC, $3.5 Why? Insider trading, people. If you know what's happening on financial and economic committees and you know what businesses are going to do, you go out there and do it. These people are corrupt, all of them. Here's the thing. They should ban lawyers from making laws, period. You, you know what happens when you allow radical politicians that are hell-bent on power, money, and control to be in power? You get what you just had happen in, in Oregon. What happened? Oregon just dropped all graduation standards, failing all of its students in the name of equity. This is on the Hill, okay? This is not a conservative article this is the hill wow in public education's latest blunder the oregon department of education has decided that basic reading writing and math skills are not required for students to graduate with a high school from diploma prior to the passage of senate bill 744 oregon legislator assembly's 2021 session the state's assessment for essential skills requirement for high school graduation was sensible read and comprehend a variety of texts write clearly and accurately and apply mathematics in a variety of settings students were required to demonstrate these skills by earning at, at or above a cut score of the oregon statewide summative assessment test Citing the effects of COVID-19 school courses, however, SB 744 requirement the state to review the requirement for high school diploma options to address learning loss throughout the pandemic. The bill led to the suspension of Oregon's essential skills proficiency requirement through 2023 to 2024 school year. Last year, last month, Oregon State Board of Education voted anonymously to adopt an additional extension of the suspension through 27 to 28. Wow. Well, that one year of COVID had a big impact on education and learning. That these kids are getting to the twelfth grade and, and they can't read, Vince. They they can't they can't write regular words and, and add numbers. Uh but but they, they should have learned that in grade school. They they well, should have learned that in elementary school, people. They don't want them to learn it then. They're easier to brainwash when they don't when they're not well educated. Hmm. Now, this is kind of interesting, and I don't do a lot of the Q stuff anymore. 
this was kind of interesting. November 1st, which is yesterday's Delta 2017, any person making statements they will not be seeking re-election was put in submission. For the betterment of the country, not all will be prosecuted and all will do as told. You will see more of this occur, not normal yet disregarded, and even on the D side. What do you take from that? Well, it's kind of interesting that um, Colorado Senator Ken Buck was one of the ones that uh, stopped Jim Jordan from becoming Speaker of the House. And on November 1st, Ken Buck yesterday announced his departure from Congress, cites frustration with the GOP um, and the lies that the 2020 election were stolen. He is not going to be seeking re-election. Sorry, not Senator, Congressman. So he announced on November 1st, I'm not seeking re-election after he stopped Jim Jordan on the Delta of that post. I find that kind of interesting. Weird. Hillary Clinton students walk out of Hillary Clinton's class to protest Columbia's shaming pro-Palestinian demo- uh, demonstrators. So, um, yep. Dozens of students walked out of uh, a class taught by Hillary Clinton in New York on Wednesday to protest the university's alleged role in the shaming of pro-Palestinian demonstrators. Um, yeah, such a weird situation mm-hmm. in our country. Yeah. Some interesting news here, guys. This is breaking the last hour. Is ex-crypto mogul Sam Bakeman Freed has been found guilty on all seven counts related to fraud and money laundering. Oh. Um, he, he faces a maximum sentence of 115 years in prisons, prison. The judge set sentencing date to March 28, 2024. He is in jail. Wow. Tell me you don't want someone to talk and someone's going to die in jail before March. Uh, yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried. Sam Bankman-Fried didn't kill himself. Okay, they're going to put him in isolation. He's going to use the sheet and he's going to hang himself, just like Epstein people, and he'll be dead probably by the end of the week, probably by the end of next week. Okay, you tell me you don't want someone to talk. You can't let that guy out in public. You can't allow him and the general population of the prison. You're going to isolate him and. Whisper sweet nothing in his ear with some MK Ultra, and he's gonna hang himself. So, interesting article here. Scientists have proposed that the wreckage of a long lost alien world is buried 1800 miles under our feet. Really, the mind boggling hypothesis suggests that strange anomalies in Earth's interior may be relics of a world that is smashed into our planet some 4.5 billion years ago that similar ancient remnants may lurk inside other celestial bodies. An infant solar system was much wilder and more tumultuous than it is today with lots of crashes between small embryonic worlds called protoplanets. Now, to imagine how this would all play out, think about a football field, for example, okay? And on that football field, you have a quarter at the 50-yard line, okay? That quarter is the sun, right? Now, take a bunch of fleas, and just throw them in the air, nine of them, nine of them. Throw them in the air and spread them out to the uh, the goal line. Those are the planets, okay? Now, take something smaller than a flea, little pricks of hair, okay? And then scatter them out and throw them all on a trajectory. And they're going to start colliding with each other, Vince, all the time. Just a law of probabilities, right? Once in a while. Um, but I saw this article and I immediately thought of Hollow Earth. 
Yeah. I'm like, man, they're talking about Hollow Earth, man. And I'm like, yeah, it might remind me of that fringe episode. We're gonna go back to that fringe episode. We're like, dude, what if civilizations are actually meant to be inside the planet? Like the, the real world right. is inside the planet, and only morons and idiots and animals live on the outside of the planet. Yeah. And Garden of Eden was inside the planet and we were kicked out and it's now all we're temp- on the surface. It's all temperature controlled in there. Yeah. <laughs> and we're on the surface because we got kicked out of the garden and now we're playing with nukes and those people inside the planet are like, oh, these idiots, man. Like coming out here. I'm telling you, I think there's I think there's something to it. Maybe. We got to do a show on Flat Earth Theory. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow on Conversations on the Fringe. Yeah. David Whitehead, Vince, you're invited as well, and myself will be doing an episode called the it's called The Overseers, episode 10 of the Cult of the Medics. So it'll be Cult of the Medics, The Overseers. And we're going to be talking about David's new episode of Cult of the Medics, getting deep diving into it. So that is tomorrow night. Um, any pertinent news that I missed today, Vince? Oh, well, let's see. You got the Sam Bankman freed fiasco. There's a lot of World War III stuff tomorrow. Um, Hazala is going to release a uh, statement publicly, and people are suspecting they might join this war or declare war or something and escalate things there. There's also just breaking recently that there's apparently negotiations to send fuel into Gaza in not necessarily a peace thing, but just a kind of an aid agreement. Mm. And well, Hamas so can just, release all those tanks of fuel they have. So just escalations there, man. Okay. And just war stuff. So guys, we have the after dark Q and a tonight. Uh, that is on socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com. Yeah. You can go to that website. You can join for free or you can support us with a subscription. That helps greatly with everything that we have going on. Uh, thank you to uh, a few of the people who reached out, wanted to help and support decentralized media, the new company we're creating with 25 to 30 new shows. If you anybody out there is interested in helping us out with it, donating or investing or any of that stuff, please let us know. Reach out to myself, Social Red Pill. Um, you can find my email address all over the place. Go on over there. Uh, check that out. Um, if you guys, I had a few people message me about the mushrooms. I, so I put it on our telegram, but I'll also put it out here. Redpills.tv slash mushroom. That is the Inforce Coriolis Varus color. Um, this is the turkey special derivative breed of turkey tail mushrooms that are immune modulating that Chris Erich used to help him. I got to say that help him beat his cancer and that Christine and Kurt or Christina, Kristen and Kurt shared uh, their stories of the miraculous dog at 16 who survived and their neighbor and their friends. Um, and it seems like everybody has these stories and now we got people out in the red pill project that are actually utilizing this. So I want to hear your stories when um, you start seeing great results from it too. But if you guys want to check out those mushrooms, which uh, are bringing people so much great uh, health benefits and immune modulation and boosting uh, redpills.tv slash mushroom. Uh, that's all we have for you tonight, guys. We'll be back with you tomorrow night. Oh, oh actually, no, oh, we do. I'm sorry. My my bad. Vince has been doing hard at work here. Um, we Oh, shit. We got to release the cr- scratch it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am all over the place. Um, it's all right. Tomorrow's Friday. We're going to have fun. We got through another week. Oh, coffee yeah. in the morning, folks. Please, please tune in. 
please tune in. We'll do a quick update All on anything right, that develops overnight. Live. Okay, we're gonna go pilled. Okay, scratching. Scratching has been released. Uh, the chest on D Live, the treasure chest has been released. Okay, you guys are good there. And then uh, Sonia, Sonia Quinn, S Quinn, sub supporter plus on Rumble, $20. Thank you for all you do and for the Red Pill family. May not be chatting, but I'm always listening. Thank you so much, Sonia. Much appreciated. Love. Uh, love the beach is celebrating eight months of streaks. Thank you so much. Love the beach. Get her done. Five lemons. Thank you so much. Get her done. Just uh, you already talked about that. Qtara, hi Qtara, uh, Sonia and Qtara, and and love the man, and love the beach. All the old OGs. Oh yeah. Um, Tara, uh, hear your message on uh, Monday night. Ordered the mushrooms today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Qtara. Appreciate the donation. Shannon thirteen thirteen just donated one diamond. Thank you so much, Shannon. Uh, Jehovah thirty eight three ice cream. Thank you so much, Jehovah, and an ice cream. Uh, Fig gifted a cookie. Damn, Fig is dropping a cookie. Great show as usual. Thanks, thank you so much, Fig. Appreciate that. RPG thirty five seventy three two ice cream. Grismo seven two lemons. Thank you so much, uh, RPG and Grismo. Girl Patriot donated three hundred gold pills. At Josh Reed, we're living the fringe with all this corruption. Fringe Trump derangement. I agree. Thank you so much, Patriot Girl Patriot. Much appreciated for that, and I one hundred percent agree with that. Roxy SDG sixty nine two lemons. Um, you, you got you just sparked something. I'm gonna I'm, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. And it's just it's just gonna be okay. okay. So don't leave yet. Don't leave yet, guys. I got something for you. I gotta find it. I gotta locate it. Okay. Okay. Oh, I found it. So I will read this because it's it's not yeah. Uh huh. So it's a series of images. Hold on. What the hell's going on? Come on, stop. Damn you. Damn you. Oh, okay. No. Oh, I had it. Then I don't. I got it. I got it. I don't got it. <laughs> Do you know what movie that's from, Vince? No, I don't. You know me in movies. I'm like, you don't. Fluoride, man. I don't, I don't watch a, a lot of them. I got it. I got it. I got it. I don't got it. No, I don't think I've seen that. What is it? It's Goonies. Oh, I. I've seen that. I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, it's he told you. It's either... it, they're they're in the uh, the restaurant down by the beach in Astoria, and they have the glass water jug that's sitting on top mm-hmm. of the dispenser, and Chunk's sitting there like trying to get some water, and it starts shaking, and they're trying not to the, uh, give Fratelli's any warning. He's like, "I got it! I got it! I got it! I don't I've, got it!" I've ingested too much fluoride to have that kind of memory. Yeah. Have you ever heard? Of the 1988 anomaly theory. No. <laughs> We're about to open a can of worms for this one. Someone sent this to me, and I was like, "Yeah." Then I started watching. I'm like, uh, uh. "There's no audio to it," but I'll read it for you. Okay. In the year 1998 or 1988, a strange phenomena swept across the globe, one that went unnoticed by the public but caused ripples through the fabric of reality it was the year humanity faced an unrecorded extinction and everything we know today is built on the echoes of a lost world a growing group of internet theorists known as the anomaly truthers believe that in 1988 a catastrophic event erased humanity 
This event was so devastating that it caused a reset in the timeline, a glitch that the universe itself scrambled to fix. They claim this is why so many people experience a Mandela effect, misremembered events, or this is because our collective consciousness is trying to reconcile the inconsistencies between pre and post 1988 realities. These theorists point to several pieces of evidence to support their claims. Firstly, the surge in 1980s nostalgia isn't cultural. It's a subconscious effort by those who lived during the anomaly. Uh, this is why new generations, even those born decades later, feel an inexplicable connection to the 80s. They're resonating with the echoes of the past that are imprinted in the human psyche. Secondly, the technological boom and the Internet's explosion in the 1990s were too advanced, too rapid almost as if they were compensating for lost time. It's theorized that remnants of the old world's knowledge leaked into the new timeline, causing unexplained acceleration in progress. The anomaly truthers hint that the truth of 1988 lingers in odd cultural quirks and technological leaps that feel out of time, echoes of the pre-reset world. As we navigate a reality that feels increasingly like patchwork, we're left to wonder if these are mere coincidences or glimpses through the veil of history that never was supposed to be lost. We'll do a show on it one night. We got to. That's awesome. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm up for it. Hmm. All right, guys. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. We'll see a lot of you guys at the After Dark Q&A. Have a great night. See you next time. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patched the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.